0: Good morning on this Wednesday morning. Welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets Food for Thought and for the Imagination. If you joined us yesterday, we were talking about how the blood provides a hedge for the believer. Jesus is our protection. The angel of the Lord, we had also learned, or the angels that are assigned to believers, which we'll be looking at, they also can provide a hedge of protection. Now, in the book of Ecclesiastics, in chapter 10, verse 8, which we had discussed on a short note some time back, it talks about the gate. Uh, It talks about the wall or the hedge and uh, someone trying to take it down or someone removing stones from it. Remember, these hedges or these walls were built without any mortar. They were made to protect. Uh, the herds of sheep or cattle or whatever they had. They were meant to be a protection from wild animals, lions, wolves, uh, whatever was out there. So they were loosely made, but they were made in such a way that they would provide some type of protection. Every single hedge or wall had an opening. The opening would be a door or a gate. It's important to understand the concept in the Old Testament and the way that things were used, because in the New Testament, by the time we get to it, Jesus identifies himself as the gate or the door to the enclosure of the sheepfold. Now, if we look at the Old Testament, we can actually find some uh, interesting parallels there concerning the sheepfold, uh, that the word hedge that is used there is the word uh, "gadder," uh, G-A-D-E-R, uh, which simply which simply means it's a wall that is built of loose stones, without mortar, uh, especially of sheepfolds, and that is the word that is also used to identify a hedge. If we were to look at the book of Numbers, in Numbers 32, verse 16. The scripture says, and they came near unto him and said, We will build sheepfolds here, and our cattle, and our uh, for our cattle, and for our cities, and for our little ones. Now, this word sheepfolds is the word, identical word, a hedge or a wall. We're going to build walls for our sheep our sheepfolds we're going to build uh them for our cattle we're going to build them for our cities we're going to build them for our little ones they were going to make their own protection now it's talking about when they were going to enter into the promised land and some of them wanted to stay behind and they said we we want to leave our families here we want them to stay and this is how they want this is how we want them to be protected Now, remember, the Lord had already said he was going to be their protection, but here it identifies the concept of building some type of an enclosure, some type of thing to keep things out and also to restrain and or help keep things in. This could be either good or it could be bad. Uh, So if we look at verse number 24 in Numbers 32, 24, as they continue... They're told, build your cities for your little ones, your foals, once again, sheep foals. That's your little enclosures, your wall, for your sheep, and do that which has proceeded out of your mouth. So, once again, we find that these enclosures, these hedges, these walls, for the sheep or for the animals or for the city, or for the people, uh, were th- the simple ones. These were just simply loose stones without the mortar. It says in verse number 36, numbers 32, 36, and Beth Merah and Beth Haran fenced cities and foals for sheep. So once again, the word is used to identify the enclosures, the hedges that were built by them, to protect something. In 1 Samuel, in chapter number 24, in verse number 3, it says, and he came to the sheep cods or to the sheepfolds. Once again, uh, the walls or the enclosures or the hedges. By the way, where was a cave? And Saul went in to cover his feet. And David and his men remained in the sides of the cave. So in other words, the way that, that Saul got there was, there was a pathway uh, as he went through uh, the 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 sheepfolds, there was a pathway that also led to a cave. And of course, caves were also used, where at the mouth of the cave, they put up the wall, the, the hedge, and then, of course, they always had a gate. The gate necessarily does not, uh, does not always indicate a wooden gate or a metal gate, but a person actually laying across or being in the gate itself as the one that would protect anyone from either going in or anyone from coming out. Now, in Zephaniah, in chapter 2, in verse 6, <clears throat> once again, this word is used uh to identify the 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 walls or the gates or the sheepfold. The seacoast shall be dwelling <clears throat> dwellings and cottages for the shepherds and for the foals of the flocks. And therefore the word foals once again it winds up being the hedges, the enclosures. The reason for emphasizing this so much is because. We are his sheep. Therefore, there is an enclosure around us. There is a door so that when the shepherd goes out, the sheep can follow. There is a door so that when the shepherd comes back in, the sheep can enter into that protected area. It was also used, according to the scripture, uh, fencing its pathways between the vineyards. Now, we find this in the book of Numbers in chapter 22, uh, in verse number 24, concerning uh, Balaam and the angel of the Lord. It says, and the angel of the Lord stood in a path of the vineyards, and a wall being on each side, the word there for wall is the word hedge, and a wall on that side. There was a wall on one side. There was a wall. One vineyard was separated from another vineyard. And of course, the, the scriptures talks about the little foxes that spoiled the vines. So you wanted to protect the vineyards also by making these walls, these hedges, to keep things out. And things, I'm talking whether there were snakes or whether they were critters or animals, dangerous animals, to keep them out of your vineyard. Now we are also, uh, we find in the scripture that Israel is called the vineyard of the Lord. So that means that there was enclosures that went around to help protect. If you consider yourself as part of the vine, then that means that there was and is a wall of protection of some sort. Identifying it, whether it's the angels of the Lord, the blood of our Lord, whether it's the Lord himself, the Holy Spirit, we can identify this as simply a protection. In Psalm 62, in verse number 3, The scripture goes on to say, How long will you imagine mischief against a man? You shall be slain, all of you. As a bowing wall, you shall be as a tottering fence. In other words, uh, whatever you build up, whatever you're trying to do against someone else, that wall is going to fall on you and or... Uh, you're going to wind up being stung or being bit by a snake that is in it. But once again, the word that is used there for fence is the word hedge. It's uh, the Hebrew word 1447. Every single one of these is exactly that same word. In Psalm uh, 80, verse 12 why hast thou broken down her hedges? And once again, the word is 1447. So that all they which pass by the way do pluck her. So in other words, the walls were also meant to keep out thieves. Now this is important. <clears throat> because thieves have a tendency of jumping over walls to get two things. We find this, as Jesus taught, And since uh, we are running out of time, I might have to finish this section up tomorrow. But I want to introduce this section. In John 10, verse 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10, all of these verses put together, this parable spoke Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things which he spoke unto them. Then Jesus said unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep, and all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door, by me if any man enter in, he shall be saved. And shall go in and out and find pasture. So once again, he's talking about the sheep being in some type of an enclosure. And Jesus himself is the door. He is the protection of anything wanting to come in or go out. But at the same time, Jesus identifies that there are those that want to climb the wall. And he calls them thieves. He calls them robbers. Now... In John 10, 10, very familiar verse to everyone, Jesus then goes on to say the thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So that means if we are outside the enclosure when the shepherd is not outside the enclosure, then we set ourselves up for the thief to steal, to kill, or destroy—those are three different things. A thief, unlike a robber, a robber will use violence. He'll, he'll, uh, he'll come uh, and 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 literally use the violence. But a thief, he comes in hidden. He comes in stealth. He comes in cloaked. He doesn't want to be known, but a robber, he doesn't care. He's going to want your, your money or whatever possessions you've got. But the thief, when he comes in, he's going to come in to want to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus, he has come that we might have life. Now, I'm going to introduce another thought here. Uh, and that is in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. And Jesus said, I also <clears throat> say unto you. That thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now let's look at a little bit about the gates. As we consider the door, Jesus, the door, let's look at the gates. In Judges chapter 16, verse 2, 3 and onward, it says concerning Samson, and it was told the Gehazites, saying, Samson is come here. And they surrounded him. And they lay wait for him all night at the gate of the city. So Samson had gone into the city to meet a harlot. And it was told uh, the the people that were wanting to get him uh, where he was at. So they surrounded the city. They waited at the gate because they knew that was the only way he was going to be able to get out. So we have enclosures or walls or hedges have gates or they have doors. And it says they were all quiet all night long, saying in the morning, When it is day we shall kill him. When he comes out we'll grab him. And Samson lay till midnight, and he arose at midnight, and he took the doors of the gate of the city, and the two post, and went away with the bars and all. And he put them upon his shoulders, and he carried them to the top of a hill. That was before them. Now, you talk about Jesus entering into the gates of the enemy where the gates of the enemy shall not prevail. He went all the way down into hell itself and then came out of hell and he came right through those gates and he came out with the authority and with the power of death and hell itself. He conquered the two pillars and the two poles that held up those gates. Now, Jesus himself is alive and is resurrected and he's given the church the power to be able to storm the gates of hell, of the enemy, and plunder hell to populate heaven. Well, consider this food for thought and for the imagination. We'll explain the two little parables that we've talked about a little bit more uh, tomorrow. Join us then on Thursday, but until then, the Lord richly bless you. Keep looking up. And consider this food for thought and for the imagination. In Jesus' name, amen.